Dave Holmes. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I've never been better. You're fresh. You're clean shaven. Thank you. You're wearing a black shirt. You're Thank wearing you. a bracelet that says what? Uh, type 1 diabetic. Oh. Just in case I pass out Not and a bright. paramedic has to uh, revive me. Um, you know, that's a fun way to well, start a show. <laughs> you, got a, you got a great look going. Thank you very much. I got a facial today. Oh, that's what I it is. I got my first facial today. Uh, how All right, that? kids, get your mind out of the gutter. I went to Face House on Ventura. First facial? Yeah. So what was – was there a special occasion? Just, well, no, I mean, no. I, there's a little work coming up. I f- figured I'd freshen it up a little bit. Uh, but also I just kind of wanted to. Um, there, I mean, there's Face House, and it's one of those things where – you don't – it's cheaper because it's it's an open – it's like an open office plan right, right. kind of a thing. You don't go to a room and close the door and whatever. This is like – you just get the work done. It's like getting a, like a pedicure, manicure, that, that model. Yeah, You're yeah, just yeah, in yeah. The big, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they just uh, – they blasted some steam on my face. Yeah. They coated it in a series of ointments and salves. And, and did they get in they, – they, they didn't – they weren't doing the – And then they pinched the fuck out of me. Ooh, yeah. God. Uh, yeah, I do too, as it turns out. Uh, it was, I mean, it was, you know, I was in a very calm moment mm-hmm. when they started pinching me. Um, and so that was a little alarming, but then I got really into it. I felt like, oh no, this is good. They're making progress on this face. I mean, so, this is uh, not an ad, but I truly am going to go to Face House okay. now because yeah. you're, a, you're a living endorsement Oh, thank for you so it. much. Thank you. Thank you. It's, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was weird, but listen, why not? Why not? You you earned it. Why not treat yourself once in a while, for God's sake? Listen, yeah, I have got a question for you. Uh huh. And uh, actually, the question is even from me. It is from a listener. That's right. We did solicit questions recently yes. from listeners, um, and uh, and they sure did deliver. Well, this one really jumped out at me, uh-huh. and it'll be obvious as to why. It's from yeah. Maura Hurley. Yep. And she says in all caps, "Listen closely." Your pet names for your dogs and or your dog voices. Okay. Oh, that's a fun one. Go. Thank you. Okay. Um, The voice is – let me see if I can do it. Hey, what's up, you guys? (laughs) Oh, hey. Well, throw me the ball, you guys. It's like that. So that's Finn's actual voice. That is Finn's voice. Now, are you talking to Finn in that voice when you're interacting with him? Sometimes, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, mostly it's our voice. But when we when we see him having a thought, you're or you're personifying like, it. Yeah, Come yeah. on, you guys, <laughs> let's go have fun today. I wish like you that. guys could see this glowing <laughs> yeah. uh, face house face. Yeah, I don't think I'd be able to sell it into a, a Wheaton Terrier. Yeah, yesterday's face would not have been able to sell that. Uh, how about you? I don't think I can do it. There is a voice, yes, you but can. it's it's. It happens so organically that yeah. I don't know how to snap into it on command, but yeah. it's kind of a – this is something that Michael and I talk to Faye in this voice. We're yeah. not even really trying to personify her as much as we feel. And it's it's a weird kind of like a, like a vaguely Euro uh, – I don't – okay. We I, add we, – we add the – the, 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 um, we add Ina to a lot of things. Yeah, I've noticed that on so, Instagram, yeah. Okay. So you see, okay. So yeah, there have been some clues. Uh-huh. So we'll say like, um, uh, it's time for your walk, walk uh-huh. uh, and, <laughs> and I'll say, how did it go? And let's say she made one, <laughs> one poopine <laughs> and two pepinas. <laughs> and, 
This is so, so dark. Tilda. This is a sickness. Oh, no, it's not. What is happening? No, this is good. This is natural. And that is just the tip of the iceberg. But I, well, when I get tell me you, in like, that iceberg. I, I can't even access it when I'm not in the thing. But it's like we, we don't even uh, comment on the fact that it's happening. Yeah. Um, and – I mean, and then the nicknames is a whole other. Well, let me get let's let's hear them. Babaline, Babalina, Mumu, uh, Mumulita. Um, what, a, what? Her name is Faye, and yeah. none of these have are these. It's such an offshoot. But do you hear you you hear how there is like a? Um, it's sort of an an Italian. Uh, yeah, there's an, an Italian elegance to it. Yeah, you know, that we're tapping into as though she were like a like a european version of um of charles foster kane's um second wife the singer no idea have you you, you seen citizen kane no okay you should see (laughs) yeah but there's he he, um he marries this woman who wants to be a singer and he throws all his energy into making her a famous singer and she's good but she's not great and and he like sets her up you know incredibly well and like essentially builds an opera house around her and then she goes out and she kind of doesn't really Uh hit it and she spends the rest of her life in regret but like in incredible wealth Right, uh-huh. and so they find her like the it's uh, the people who are sort of trying to to like basically Kane's biographers or whatever like the people who are driving the story yeah. find her and she's just like she's in a a wonderful like there's a, a like a, a beautiful performance space around her but she's just like this kind of tragic drunk old lady yes you know what I mean? yes yes so like so she's she has come from wealth. Mm-hmm. But she fell on hard times, and then you came into her life, and you're yeah. We're surround, we're draping her in lux- luxury at all right. times. To borrow and, Aaron Gibson's word for her dog is luxury. I don't know if you're following that storyline on her no. Instagram, but no, just a lot of luxury. Just Aaron uh-huh. stroking her dog in bed, yeah. saying the word luxury over and over again. Uh-huh. It really speaks to me. There, there's also a there's a woman who I bump into in Toluca Lake sometimes. Her name is Elsa. Mm-hmm. And she was married to some Hollywood producer guy, and they lived there, and he died. And so now she gets her little, her little, not a, quite a walker, but kind of a walker. Mm-hmm. Um, and she goes to Foreman's just by herself on Friday evenings at about four, five o'clock. Sometimes my friends and I are there. She'll have one beer. She's got like a glitter cap mm. and uh, and a thick accent, and she's just living out her days in luxury with young, energetic people. Who just say hello to her. I love her. Yeah. It's a future me. So there you go. So she's some sort of Polish baroness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Faye is. Yeah. And you're acknowledging that with your uh, with your names. Oh, I'm, I'm so glad you see it. Yeah. Um, it's important to have do, a story. Do you do nicknames for Finn? Nothing, nothing extravagant. Nothing, nothing too far off his name. His yeah. name is Finbar, actually. So we can call him like Finn and, and Finny. <laughs> so that's about yeah. boo-boo. Sometimes it's as exotic as it gets. Wow. Yeah. That's... Actually, very dignified. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a slippery slope because you're doing, you are essentially doing baby talk, but we don't yeah. do it to each other. But we will do it in conversation. We, we don't have a baby language for each other, mm-hmm. except when it comes to talking about the dog. Sure, she's your conduit for. Yeah, but I, that that is. A, have you ever had a baby talk? No, I never thing? have. Yeah, I never have. I don't think. I don't think I'm able. Yeah, it's I've gotten into that dynamic a couple times, and then it's hard to get out of it. And mm. then you're suddenly you're like, oh, we're this is a crutch that we're leaning on because we're not even comfortable communicate. Anyway, yeah, we're not there, thank God. Mm-hmm. Good. 
Good, good. Buffet's a babalina. Yes, Mama she Sita, is. And um, <laughs> she's a perfect angel. Yes. Yeah! <laughs> she sure is, Matt! Um, we have an incredible episode today. Oh, what a get. What a get. What a get. We, neither of us had ever met John early. No. Which but, is weird. But felt like I had. Yeah. Feel close to him after interviewing him. We fell into an incredible rhythm right away and talked and could have talked for even more hours than we did. That's right. Uh, so without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, John Early. Enjoy. Well, this episode is brought to you by the new season of Shameless, premiering only on Showtime. As you know, this season, every single person in the cast goes to Harvard and graduates with honors oh. and moves on to become um, wonderful, splendid, contributing members of society in beautifully tailored suits. That's very off-brand for that show. Are you well, sure that's what's happening on I Shameless? Was, I was pulling your leg, Matt. Oh! It's the Gallagher's in over their heads just the way you like them. The Emmy-nominated William H. Macy and Emmy Rossum star in Shameless, airing Sundays at 9 p.m. And by the way, it's followed by a new episode of Kidding, starring Jim Carrey at 10 p.m. And you can stream it, stream it, stream it, stream it. Watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it live, watch it live, watch it live. You can do it on Showtime, Showtime. Uh, by the way, if you don't have Showtime, try a free month. Go to Showtime.com, enter code HOMOPHILIA, mm-hmm. and uh, this offer is for first-time subscribers only, and it expires September 26th. And you should try it, try it, try mm-hmm. it, try mm-hmm. it. Watch mm-hmm. it, watch mm-hmm. it, watch mm-hmm. it, watch mm-hmm. it. Shameless, shameless, shameless. William H. Macy, Macy. Well, hot damn. We're back with John Early. Hi, John Early. What do you mean back? Well, there will be an intro <laughs> segment okay, that we will quit it, it another time. But not It'll another be... guest, right? No. God, no. No, no, no. Okay. Just you. That would have, I would have walked out. No, Just we would you. not yeah. do you like that. Yeah. There will be an intro. We'll do it later. We'll make it, we'll make it like topical. Oh. So we'll do it later. Okay, but we don't okay. know when we're going to put this out. Well, that's smart, you know, with, with the, you know, political climate today. Mm-hmm. Got to keep it fresh. Yeah. Fresh, fresh, fresh. Thank you for being here. I'm honored to be here. We've been after you really since we started. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Which was when? A year like ago. A year ago. Oh. I thought this was more established. I have a hard out in five <laughs> minutes. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I've been in New York. It's been impossible. Yeah. I feel like you don't do a ton of podcasts. Am I wrong? I Are you feel selective? like. Well, I'm trying to be selective because I I actually – I feel like I've spent six years only doing podcasts. Oh, OK. And and then you get to a point where you're like, how many times can I tell my like origin story? And like – I mean, no, by the way, if you need to ask, I will provide. Oh, absolutely. But like – One more time. It, 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 but it also just like gets to a point where like my mom gets the Google alert. Hmm. I, I'm, slur- I'm slurring my words, but I'm not drunk. Okay, that's fine. Um, <laughs> um, my mom gets the Google alert and then she listens to it. She can't help herself. And then I will, it's not that I'm saying anything bad about her. It's just like, I will talk about, because I'm usually asked like, oh, your parents are ministers or something, you know, yeah. which like, it's truly not an interesting story. It seems like it is. It's not, but like, but then, you know, and then I try to like, I, I try to talk about my childhood, which is like a totally innocuous childhood. <laughs> but but no matter what, I think it just like makes her feel crazy to be like disgusted in any way. Sure. Which is understandable. She didn't ask for it, et cetera, et cetera. But like I now just feel like 
I just have a fear of doing podcasts because I, I just don't want to like talk too much about my family and then because they and then honestly why I felt comforted by this podcast is that there was the pop cultural element and it didn't seem like your kind of post Marin bio podcast no uh-uh. but we're definitely going to be asking about but your family that's fine, and that's fine. Sure. Well, as long in. as it's cushioned by pop culture yeah that's well exactly let's jump into that great okay, gorgeous um, what are you loving pop culture wise at the moment? Like, what are you watching? Or have okay. you seen any movies lately that you loved? I just saw Black Klansman and I absolutely mm. loved it. Have really? I've not seen it. I'm it's going so after good. this to see it. Really? It's so good. It's really exquisite. It's beautiful. Um, I, let's see. I've been watching Grand Designs. What is have you seen it? It's like. This. It's on Netflix. It's like a it's a very popular British reality show about like people with kind of ambitious architectural plans for their home. Yeah. And it like they follow these like mostly couple, well, all couples I guess. They follow these couples over like years as they're like building their homes and I've been, I've become I've been popping that one wow. a lot at night. Uh-huh. That's a good one. Um I don't read, but when I but I have read three books in the past two years, and they were all the Rachel Cusk uh, trilogy, the Outline trilogy. Have you read them? No. What is this? Unbelievable! Like this British writer who's written these like very like brutal like nonfiction books on motherhood and like divorce and stuff. But she wrote these like three fiction books that are just unlike anything I've ever read. And again, that's hard. For me to say because I don't read, uh-huh. um, I just don't. I just don't want to come out swinging with a book recommendation and people think I'm like being like you I do in fact th- read three book recommendations. <laughs> I know, and I know. We both stared at you blankly <laughs> yeah. when you dropped okay. her And they name, may so. be the first three that we've ever gotten on this show. Actually. Oh my god! Yeah. Well, I just finished the third one and it was so good. So I, I, it's fresh on my mind. But it's um, it's like she plays. It's basically her. She plays. Jesus Christ. <laughs> she, uh, the, the protagonist of the novels are basically her, and it's like she's like the form of the novels are all just like, excuse me, I'm congested. They're all just people talking to her. Like there's barely anything revealed about the protagonist. It's like her sitting next to a man on a plane, and him just kind of like talking endlessly about his life, yeah. and then like her kind of like they're, they're just very. It's dreamy. It's just like these like conversations that you somehow get like very sucked into. There's no like discernible plot, mm-hmm. but like you can read them so quickly, That's <laughs> which is huge. Like. Uh-huh. And um, and they're just stunning. I love them. I <laughs> just read uh, Parker Posey's book, <gasps> which is the concept yes. is that she's oh yeah on a plane. I did wonder if she was if she was inspired by Cusk, but um, she's so funny. Yeah, she's so. Fu- I mean, obviously everyone knows she's funny, but she. I feel like she's funny in this like new, people are learning like a new kind of funny that she is, which is yeah. like this kind of like whimsical writer. Yeah. Like she's it's a wild lunatic. <laughs> it w- and like it will be like. Uh, there is an entire chapter on pottery, on like how to throw pot. She's like oh giving you an instructional on pottery. Yeah. And I was like, this is the most boring, you know, content yeah. in the world. But just because it's in her voice, you eat yeah. it up. I feel like there's like with celeb like book deals, it's it's like it often feels like that. It's like suddenly we have a how-to chapter for no reason other than to like fill the page count yeah. but like with her it actually like her like worldview and kind of like vibe can contain that randomness yeah she is like she's a true eccentric 
She, yeah, I think it's it's like if you just crave, what would it be like to, to spend with time with her? These, this gives you that feeling. Did you hear that New Yorker radio hour started to talk about another podcast on yours? It's okay. <laughs> and I did. We're secure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can tell. Um, she, they like – they interviewed her and like they they recorded it and it's like that they were going to go over to her house to have cocktails to talk about the book and she they all got locked out they got locked in her courtyard garden yeah and they had to like sneak back into the house like it's a it's it's an amazing listen check it out um, i want to wait i'm trying to think of another pop culture <laughs> recommendation that sounds less pretentious than like grand designs no, that doesn't sound it does, okay, pretentious. Okay, good. What about like all-time favorites? Do you have an all-time favorite movie? I mean, Romeo and Michelle, oh. Clock Watchers, really anything kind of late 90s Kudrow. Uh-huh. Um, uh, oh, my God. Um, Muriel's Wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think that all That's tracks. kind of the triumph, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. But but there there are more. I mean, I was going to say Rosemary's Baby. You, you may. Fuck. Why? What is this? <laughs> Roman why, why is your head I just Roman Polanski. Oh, okay. yeah. Right. Yeah, problematic. Yeah, I forgot about him. Highly problematic, but yeah, no, the movie. It was deeply important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Romy Michelle is deep. Romy Michelle is so deep. It is. It is. It is actual beauty. Yeah. And and that's and it like because of its silliness, because of its colors, uh-huh. people people need their depth handed them to them on such like a clear like yeah. high end platter. Yeah. But like Romeo and Michelle makes me weep. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Like it like when they dance together at the prom, mm-hmm. it is it makes me sob. Like mm-hmm. and also just like Lisa Kudrow's performance of just like the that that kind of the moment at the end when they're like in the back room at the reunion and she's like I always can I be honest with you like I always thought we had fun in high school like until yeah. you told me we didn't like I thought we had a blast yeah. like she like never knew that they were losers yeah it's, it's just so profound good. it's so good I, I feel like there could be an unlikely 20 years later uh, sequel to that I, I mean, mean there's a there's a hunger for it there's the, yeah. the ground is fertile and and we're in so, we're in reboot culture it's we true. are deep in it's reboot true. culture. What are your what are your thoughts and feelings about reboot culture? I think it's mostly a failure, right? Yeah. Like I think like I I've been ex- you know I don't know. I just think it's like they're so empty. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not a purist. I'm not like new ideas only, please. I've been excited by certain I, I mean I was in Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah, right. Like I, I've been – I'm complicit yeah. <laughs> in culture. Uh-huh. But like but I felt like that was – that's examples that's – Where it kind of works, yeah. where it's like the form of it is so outrageous and silly to begin with mm-hmm. that it like can hold like – it was funny to see them all tw- – like however many years later, 15 years later – pretending like it was the next day mm-hmm. like that was so funny that joke worked but everything else is just like i'm reboot culture also terrifies me i mean like hello roseanne where like you're just like i do not trust any of these actors who are not famous for anything else and this is this is across the board reboot culture like full house whatever uh-huh. How, 
people who are famous for something that's like iconic 20 years ago, like, and that haven't been anything else. I'm like, I don't trust that they're stable enough to work on, to do like another right. season of television. Yeah. Cause to, for them, it's like, it's this or it's nothing. It, I know. And it's like, and I feel like when you're watching it, you like feel that and it's yeah. not fun. I don't know. It's, did you watch the new Roseanne? <clears throat> I watched the first episode with like my arms crossed yeah. and then found myself very choked up with like the Jackie mm-hmm. Roseanne kind of like, uh, you know, handshake across partisan mm-hmm. lines. Mm-hmm. But I I also was like my sus- – I, I don't know. I was like furious with it too. Like I just – there were like – I just – I couldn't believe – like the false equivalence thing of just like, no, it's, it's 50-50. It's two sides. We've got to let both sides exist. And then like I just – her making jokes about like – I can remember there was one thing about take a knee – yeah. In the pilot yeah. of the reboot where she was mm-hmm. like, take a knee, take a what's next? I, I don't know. Like, I was like, I can't believe you're making fun of take a knee. Yeah. Like, it's it's just, it was just so scary that it was like seen as like, well, we can joke about, I don't know. It was terrifying. Yeah. Agreed. And yet it did move me. But, and then it was like, yeah, it was wrong. She's crazy. She's it, crazy. She's a conspiracy theorist. And like. I'm so happy that fucking thing went up in flames Yeah, because it was dangerous. Like everyone being like, no, 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 it is. Both sides are equal. No, no, no. Let's, let's meet in the middle. I was like, no, it's not, that's not true. That's not, no, no, go ahead. Well, the, the Trump character was not as much of a cartoon as, you know, as, Jackie, right? Who yes, was, who was yes. there to represent the the Hillary side? I yes. mean, they they made her a ridiculous fool, yeah. right? Insane. In a fucking pussy hat and a resist shirt yeah. and hey deplorable, right. and, and then she's a life coach. It's like, right. come on, I know. Well, fucking lay off yeah. her, or make Roseanne as more ridiculous. of a buffoon. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it I felt know. to me like it was uh, there a lot of like liberals who were behind it who were like hoping that this represented us just not edging so far to the left. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, well, I mean, and the, the thing is like, it did make me like, I did get choked up because it was like, there is of course a part of me that does fantasize about us being okay. Right. And us yeah. like, and us like finding common ground. It's like, like the Sarah Silverman show. I thought like mm-hmm, did mm-hmm. that really beautifully. The Hulu, like her talk show. Yeah. But also that was like earlier. That was like a year ago. It's coming back. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. that's good. But I mean, like, I but I wonder how I would have felt about that if it had come out a year later. Like, yeah. it came out at a time where I felt like, like seeing her talk to like a Trump voting family, it was like making me like burst into tears. Yeah. And then Roseanne came out at a time where it was like, "Fuck you, right. no, right? I don't know." And it it's wanted interesting. To get the, and it also j- wasn't just about giving a platform to a Trump supporter. It was like the, there are. F- Plenty of other findable tweets that are that were just as disgusting as the Valerie Jarrett totally. thing about, oh, about like, that long in existence. David and, Hogg, yeah. and, you know, yeah. the, and the the fact that just w- once it be, it reached such a fever pitch that it was undeniable to even the network. Yeah, it's just so gross. It it's, was like yeah. n- the, none of this is new. She yeah. did all of that shit before. There just wasn't as much noise about it. Yeah, that's why I like Black Klansman is just like. Mm-hmm. It's so it, it like the the very I don't know if you know about the ending. Have you heard about the ending? I no. haven't. Well, we're not going to talk about it. We're here. not going to talk about the ending. But there right is now. like a very you'll you'll know it when it comes. There's like there's an ending that like is just so clear. It's like because the movie does have all these kind of like black exploitation like stylistic tropes in it that are very feel good, mm-hmm. and it's like a very it's it is a very fun movie while also being very 
moving and whatever. But like the end of it, the last like five minutes of it, it's like in case you had a good time, this is exactly what this is about and this is exactly where we stand. And like I've I've talked to people like my friend's like aunt was like who's apparently a Trump supporter, like loved the movie but hated the the ending. Of course. Yeah, and, yeah. and 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 it's just like no no no. That the movie was about that the whole time. You can't love the movie and also hate the ending. Anyway, anyway your friend's aunt. So I'm talking to my friend's aunt. I heard of my friend aunt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, oh, oh my friend, the comedian aunt. Had an aunt. <laughs> Very strange take on Black Klansmen. Uh, I wish yeah. I was friends with aunt. <laughs> Trump supporting <laughs> aunt. <laughs> um, so you do have some Trump supporters in your life then? Mm. Do I? I mean, honestly, despite having come from Nashville, and here, here I am leading it into biography. Um, but not really. Really? Okay. Yeah. I have, like, Republicans yeah. in my life that, in my opinion, do not speak out loudly enough against Trump and therefore are – like, I know they – like, I – think I have it on record that they voted for Hillary in the election. Mm-hmm. They're like moderate Republicans, yeah. but it's like their, their their lack of like just like vocal anti-Trumpness. Yeah. May, I'm like that makes you a Trump supporter. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know. So I don't I yeah, I don't have that many Trump supporters in my life. I can't name one, but You're that lucky. that was a friend's aunt. Well, not my friend Aunt. Okay, good. She is not a friend. Yeah, she's just mythical. She just it was like all told to me via text. I never met her. Okay, good. I hope you never do. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. So can we talk about Search Party? What yeah. what can you say publicly about what's happening with Search Party? In the third season? Yeah. I, well, I mean, so is, is that announced that the third yes, season is happening? Yes, oh. it's long announced. Oh, I thought this was breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was breaking news. No, it's it's happening. We're shooting it at like Sorry, my nose. Would you like a tissue? They're no. Right there. <laughs> I would rather die than blow my nose on your podcast. <laughs> I mean, we would probably edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> you sick freaks. You wouldn't edit it. Um, no, I, I – um, we're shooting it in like two weeks. And if you've watched the second season, this isn't giving that much away. I, I just have two words for you. Amanda Knox. Ooh. Oh my! And that's all I'll say. Okay. And I probably oh. can't say that, but okay. But I think leave it in anyway. Well, that could mean a lot of things. Sure. Yes. It could be. But I hope it excites you. At the door. Is Dory Amanda Knox? Is that what you're saying? I'm not saying. You're not anything. allowed to say that. <laughs> I I love the show so much, and yeah. I love Elliot yeah. so much because I feel like he. I feel like I've seen a lot of. You're obviously a very versatile actor. Thank you play a lot of. And you're nothing like Elliot in no. real life, but I feel like you you really specialize or, or just have like such a great ability to play the the queer character who also happens to be an asshole. Yes, and something about that feels like kind of radical. To oh my me. god, that's so nice. You know, it's. I mean, like it used to feel more radical. More radical, mm. more radical to me. <laughs> um, like, I'm not saying it's not radical, <laughs> but it, it, you know, but like, there is like such a antihero thing, you know, that we've been like working through culturally for like ten years, and like, 
like in, especially in TV, like the golden age of TV. Mm-hmm. But there haven't, I guess, been that many gay ones. So and it even makes though it sense feels to generally why. like exhausted, it's like, yeah, I mean, it totally makes sense as to why. And it used to be like my, like when I was like 23, mm-hmm. it was like my like biggest like goal. Yeah. I was like, there has to be like a gay anti-hero. Yeah. And like, he like, I don't know. I, oh my God, by the way, I, just speaking of uh, the Elliot and Elliot-esque characters, I've always wanted to ask you, are are you a Drag Race person? Do you yeah. watch Drag Race? Yeah, yeah, Did you watch Ben De La Creme and go, he's doing a John Early character? Oh, my God. I didn't think about that, but I felt – now I do. Now I'm connecting the dots about yeah. – I'm, I'm kind of understanding maybe the level of rage I felt watching <laughs> Ben, who I have a lot of respect for. Of course. And, like, she did some genius things, but, like – the the level of passive aggression. Yeah. Is, can you use it in noun form like that? I think so. Passive yeah. aggression. Yeah. Yeah. Was crazy. Yeah. I mean, and then and then in the it, we're talking about the all stars moment, right? Of course. Of like of bowing out gracefully and being like, I weirdly don't need this. Yeah. <laughs> For me, like the trophy doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I mean, I like literally watched it twice. It's insane. It was so crazy. Yeah. I, I'm very touched by you. Thinking that that would be a John Early character, I mean, no, I mean, I, I, that's a great idea too. Not me playing Ben, but like that level of just like sweetness, yeah, and just like, and no, like he can't get in, and the guilt that I'm that I'm winning so much, yeah, and like yeah. the, just the compassion for these other people, who yeah, aren't, yeah, you know, it's insane. And I feel I just want to have it on record. I love Ben Delacroix, yeah. of course, and what a he talent, cannot. what a goddamn talent, and and I did feel like the, the show did a good job of like counteracting that moment with like Thorgy kind of like making fun of it mm-hmm. as it was happening I feel like everything's fine mm-hmm. we in- just interviewed Blair St. Clair sure did fascinated by Blair yeah <laughs> you would be you would be in real life oh my god in what real- is okay, Blair so, like so Blair was in male form mm-hmm. and Blair in male form is like I, I'm gonna make a reference Bambi. that you may or may not get cause I got some years on you is like a young Marcy Walker. I don't get from it. Santa Barbara. Fuck. Yeah. All my what? children. Oh wow. She was evil Liza back in the day. Okay. Anyway, just incredibly pretty. Can I look? So pretty. Up? Yeah, I'll do it. Okay. Um, I yeah, gorgeous. Absolutely and gorgeous. Lo- and like, like an eighth grader. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, well, that I like honestly was like, get Blair off the show as I was watching, yeah. not because Blair was bad. Blair yeah. was I thought very special. But I was like, we need to let her bake for yeah. a couple more <laughs> yeah. years. Yeah. Like, I I just was like, I don't want her. It, it also was, like, cr- truly crazy. And this is obviously long. This is much discussed. But, like, watching drag queens who, like, have grown up on drag race versus drag queens who have had a life in a, like, nightlife mm-hmm. scene. Not mm-hmm. saying one. Oh, my God. That's exactly right. Yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> And then once I get – and like kind of a, uh, as a boy, kind of like a severe, like a Brigitte Nielsen hair yes, totally, situation. Yes, totally. Totally. Um, yeah, just like this statuesque infant. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, I mean – So sweet. So sweet. And yeah. so well-spoken. Yeah. That's such a condescending thing to say. I know, but, I know. but truly so yeah. like well-spoken and, and weirdly like media savvy yeah, in a way yeah. that like – God, I cannot imagine being in my twenties and yeah. going through any and of that. Any, I any know part of it. the like World of Wonder machine. Mm-hmm. 
Are, is this World of Wonder? No. No, no, no. <laughs> we'll be editing this out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it seems, it really does seem crazy. Even Aquaria, I was like, Aquaria, who I thought was incredible, though I was fully, um, I was Team Asia. Yeah, me too. Me too. Thank me too. you. I kind of felt alone in that. Yeah, I was like, yeah. where is the public outcry for Asia? Asia mm-hmm. was doing like, Absolutely the, genius work. The yeah. most memorable stuff of the season. The Tweety her. Bird. Tweety Bird. The 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 yeah. We, dandelion. Yeah. yeah. The uh, the fish face. The was laugh the fish out face loud was funny. insane. The ugly face in the background of oh, the, yeah. the the whatever. It's that like thing one of was. the funniest things ever happened on Drag Race. It was oh great. my god. Yeah, Asia was, was genius. I had a dream about Asia the other night that like I had this like. You know, nine months after the fact, it's not nine months, whatever. But like, I just had this dream of like, I saw her live do something where like she had like a, like twenty cheerleaders create like a pyramid for her, and she like was on top of the pyramid, and it was like, dream. and I was like crying and clapping. And, like, <laughs> I just like truly think Asia's brilliant. Yeah, Agreed. she's great. She's it's great. A visionary dream, by the way. I love <laughs> thank to see you, that thank you. Motif and me too. 11. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I um, and I fear that she'll be known for butterflies. For a long time, which She's you really know what? I didn't watch the finale, and as it was happening, I was like, I cannot engage. Like, I, I like turned on Twitter. And I was like, What the fuck is this? I, yeah. I, I don't know. It so was I, pretty devastating. Oh god. Yeah. It. I mean, it was funny at the time. Yeah. Because we're talking about insects. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, they didn't fucking like. You can't get a, a flying insect to perform. At will. Right. <laughs> you know, you just can't. <laughs> well, it doesn't happened? work that way. Was there an actual? There, there was like a wrist thing that she opened and there were a couple of butterflies in there that were supposed to fly out and then the tits were full of butterflies so she pulled those (laughs) off but I think just the dark live butterflies but they looked like they were barely hanging on by the time they got out and that's the tough part they kind of just fell limply to the floor and were just sort of like you know, resting there. And yeah. They, they kept cruelly cutting to the butterflies oh, on the yeah, ground. Yeah, just sort of like oh walking around God. like, what the fuck is going on? And then also, like, that wouldn't have read anyway, even if it worked. Right, right. if the butterflies truly flew out. It would just yeah. look like a weird moth. If like, it were doves or something. Right, right. I mean, it is a beautiful image to, to imagine. Yes. Butterflies flying I out love of your the nipple. intention. But like, also, like, but the the trouble that she immediately got in on, like, like an animal rights Damn, level was in, absolutely yeah. insane. It's like, yeah. meanwhile, Eureka is on record as saying the N-word, like, on a podcast, like... Oh, is that true? Yeah. No, I, I've heard I it. I already like, did not like her. Yeah, there's something very... I, I, it's just like, come on. I don't know. Asia was just very special and should not have been taken down like that. Exactly. Anyway. I think she'll have a wonderful next act. She will. She'll, she'll be And, so, and she's so established oh, wait, that, that it's... You know, anyway. yeah, I'm ready for the end of the big reveal. You know, what do you mean? Yeah, like you know, you I, when all I don't know if you ever did see the finale, but like all of the four, they finalists, all win. No, well, yes, like yeah, no, no, no. I'm not okay, talking about okay, the reveal okay. of the winner. I'm talking oh. about in a performance. Like you take off your oh, wig, yes, and like, there's you there's know two more wigs. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You pull up your skirt, and there's a mountain lion or yeah. whatever. <laughs> right. And like I it just because everybody walked out on that finale in essentially like a barrel with straps. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, just formless giant so things. It was yeah, like, yeah. what the fuck? Well, I, we got to wait until halfway yeah. through the song to find out what's in there. Yeah, right. This is just not, you know. There's no mystery. There's no mystery. Yeah. I like, know, but sometimes it. you just need a big reveal. Like, cause but sometimes. Sometimes. Not always. I know. Sometimes you can truly just sell a song. Right. Just do well. It so that? often fails, though. That's <laughs> yeah. true. I, I when I, I used to host this variety show in New York and like I always I made this mistake over and over again because I would like I would hear a song 
and I'd be like, I'm opening with this. And and by opening, I mean like it would just the track would play, and I would think that my charisma and the power of the song alone, I could like hold an audience for three minutes, mm-hmm. and it literally always failed. I would like immediately back off and like cut the track, and like, <laughs> and I and I just thought the purely by like dancing to it or like. I don't know. It just was so hard, and it made me be like, oh, that's why people do the big reveal. Yeah. Like, they need some sort of structural, yeah. like, the promise of some sort of big thing to help to keep their confidence up for the beginning of the number. Sure. Because you can so easily fall off. Well, I feel like your big reveal was, like, surprise, I actually do an incredible Britney impression. <laughs> I led with you, that. You channel her in a way I've never seen anyone do. I want to thank you. What's your feeling on her now? Are you tra- are you tracking all of the moves? No, I mean the thing is like I love Britney and I I love like a lot of her music like is I think is great and like but but it, my Britney impression was not born out of like a deep like pop cultural like fanaticism or anything you know like right. or like a childhood fa- I I loved her as a kid unironically like went to see her live like you know but but I but I never was obsessed with her in the way I was obsessed with other things but. I do – I have spent a fair amount of time worrying about her. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and being fascinated by her. And and ultimately I think she's found some sort of balance. She seems to just be like happy yeah. in her weird world. Literal balance. She's often doing aero yoga. <laughs> yes. on, her boyfriend will be the, yeah. the, right. the base and the, she'll just Well, the fly. biggest thing of the year was – did you see the Instagram video of her doing the Elvis? The fools rush in. Yes. No. <laughs> what happened? We, we've talked Get about this. I swear. Ready. What happened? She's just like, oh well, it's on. That's I forgot the biggest part of it, it was on World AIDS Day. Okay. Oh, God. And she, people were like, Madonna was posting. I think it was because of Madonna. Madonna did a post about World AIDS Day, and then she was like, and I think it was involved Madonna maybe playing music in some way, mm-hmm. and then like Britney was like. It's clear that she didn't know what was going on, like why people were posting. I like I don't even know if she used the hashtag World AIDS Day, or, but but like but she was like I'm inspired by Madonna's post, and I just wanted to sing this song that like I've always wanted to sing. Like I've always had a dream of me in a mini skirt singing this song, <laughs> like in this in like my foyer. I mean, maybe I'm completely misquoting nope, this. Nope, that's but very she, and and so she just does it. Like she has her boyfriend, or maybe her child, or her assistant. I don't know. Like. Go, like zoom, like she basically, I think, dreamed up the camera work. Yeah, because because she's standing straight in her like little bevel, like she always, is like her little like presentational bevel, and she's like, and the iPhone's moving around her in a circle. She never looks at it. She's always is planted, like looking forward, and she's singing "Fools Rush In," and she's like, <laughs> she's like started it three octaves too high, uh-huh. and her voice is cracking, but she's not. Nothing in her face is. Oh, sorry, I hit the <laughs> microphone. Nothing in her face is like registering that it's cracking, yeah. and like. It's just an it's absolutely insane, and she in no way in her post acknowledges World AIDS Day. Yeah, I think no, I think the thing is she uses the hashtag, but does not relate what she's doing at all to AIDS. <laughs> she was like Madonna did like a slowed down version of something. Yeah, I'm gonna do mine. Here we go. World hashtag That's World, what AIDS, World Day. AIDS Day is all about. Yeah. I have not seen. It's I wild. Have not seen it. You gotta see it. But she does seem to be on some sort of like she's found her the right mix of medication absolutely like she's and she seems okay and like she seems fine kind of like doing like making that Vegas money 
living in a like crazy ass mansion with her kids. It's like it just seems like she's finally like something's sealed she's protected off. Protected just enough, but she will never, and she shouldn't. Like for her own health, she will never like reengage with the culture. She'll put out albums, yeah, 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 but merely as a way to keep making money for her label or for herself. But I just don't think she will ever again. Will never kind of like see into her eyes again. Uh-huh. It's always going to be, <laughs> and it, and she fucking should. And that's why I feel happy about her. I'm like I can rest now because I feel like she is like I think she's safe. She's safe. Well, on that note, let's take a break. <laughs> yeah. We'll show Woo! Dave this uh, video. Oh, yeah. You got to watch. Yes. We'll be back. <sighs> um, Dave, you're literally glowing. You're always coming in here with great hair. Thank you. Great energy. Thank you so much. A positive attitude. Thank you. Sometimes, you know, uh, maybe some, uh, I don't want to say anxiety, but mm. yeah, <laughs> there's a different vibe <laughs> here today. It's funny that you say that because uh, that to me really feels like um, old coping strategies yes. for me. That so, feels like old Dave to me. Like There is a new here, Dave. It's not just me. Yeah. You know why? Because <sighs> I'm using Calm, uh, the number one meditation and sleep and relaxation app. Here's the deal. Calm gives you the tools that you need to lead a happier, healthier, more mindful life. You just do it for five minutes a day, Matt. That's it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no wonder it was named Apple's 2017 app of the year. It really was. Although all things are equal in this world. I mean, there's no such thing really Oh my God! You as are... like ranking or awards. There's value in everything. You're so detached. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I mean, Calm is it's the best. If you're interested in trying, go to calm.com/homophilia. Get twenty uh, five. I was just focusing on my breath. Uh, I know. I appreciate that. Get twenty five percent off a Calm premium subscription. It includes hundreds of hours of premium programs like guided meditations on anxiety. I've done two of those. Mm. Uh, stress. Focus, relationships. There's a brand new meditation each day called the Daily Calm. What about uh, going to going sleepy time? Oh, that used to be a real problem for me. And it's so funny to look back <laughs> um, because it isn't anymore. I get a, a sleep story each night. What's that? It's like a bedtime story but for grownups. Oh, God. There's a lot more, but you're going to have to go and get it yourself. So for a limited time, homophilia listeners can get 25%. Off a uh, a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash homophilia. You get all the access, unlimited, to all of Calm's amazing content. So get started today at calm.com slash homophilia. That's calm.com slash homophilia. The divine in me recognizes the divine in you. We're back. We're Woo! back with John Early. Hey. Uh, <laughs> just talking our, you know, our Kevin Federline dreams and fantasies yeah. and hopes. Um, John, you came here with a gentleman in matching Birkenstock sandals. <laughs> matching sandals. And he's now, he has not been welcomed into the room. I know matching that. I, he has been uh, shut out by me. But it's good because then we can really get into it. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. So you got a fella. I have a fella. How long has this been going on, John Early? A year. A little over a year. Oh, boy. Yeah. How did it start? Oh, my God. Um, it start. We have a very, very dear mutual friend uh, from long ago. They went to college together. Like, a, a friend who was my co-host at that variety show for mm-hmm. many years. Um, 
And so I've always known him through her and I've always honestly pined. Yeah. And then he became single two years ago. <laughs> and he and swooped. I was like, and I had like little multiple people be like, he's single. <laughs> like I had like a full team of people working for me, like mutual friends working for me. That's and, the best uh, way to do it. Yeah. And I was just like, and I was in New York, he was living in New York and I just, you know, asked him out to dinner. Where'd and you go? Romans. Where's that? <laughs> it's in Fort Greene, Brooklyn. And I was living in Fort Greene and it was like, you know, it's right there and the tips included. So unfortunately it's really overpriced. Mm-hmm. They, that's how they get you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was beautiful food and beautiful ambiance more importantly. And, um, a lot of natural wine. <laughs> we got a bottle of orange. Mm. <laughs> um, and, uh, I don't know. Yeah. And it was just like very, like very simple, very easy and obvious. And did he know that you had been planning this for a long time that was like all kind of admitted immediately like like we like had a date had a date and then like at the end of the day it was like and all that kind of kind of came out and he but you know sorry but he too admitted to like also like having a crush over the years Uh (laughs) fun it was very nice very very nice only thing that's ever this i cannot believe i'm talking about this but like only good thing like only relationship that's like ever made any goddamn sense in my life so it's it's very lovely Sorry, everyone else. John Early is like dated. To talk oh about my all those God. other ones no, too. No, 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 no. Uh, what was your, What was your first relationship like? How How old were you? Well, my first relationship, I dated a guy for three months in high school. Wow. Who was like, um, who is? Oh, imagine typical, how bad that would have been, especially with right my phone the- right there. <laughs> um. Uh, my first relationship. Okay, this you is don't a good even story. have a case on that thing. You're playing a dangerous <laughs> game, John. I know. It's nude. Um, I hate the cases. I don't know. Yeah, well, they're necessary. That's what. That's so sleek. This, well, this sorry, looks I'm yelling. Shitty very quickly. That's also sleek. Thing. I like that. It's okay. I like that. But yeah, I like to get a little wear on a leather. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> Sounds yeah. like I'm saying something much deeper than I actually am. Anyway, sorry. Um, or first relationship, dating first in high relationship, school. First, okay, dating in high school, like, wasn't really out. Like, neither was he. I, I, like, had this group of friends that were, like, from another school that, like, were old. Like, I, like, always, of course, as I'm sure you can relate, hung out with older girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- there was this group of girls from this other school in Nashville that was, like, so they were so cool. They like literally taught me what like thrifting was, mm-hmm. you know. And I was like, "What do you mean it's used?" Like I like I <laughs> literally did not know the concept of thrift store shopping. Mm. And it, <coughs> um, a, a very kind of crafty group of women. Like like lot like a lot of our kind of socializing revolved around like making stuff, like making videos together anyway they were just like truly amazing and i was like the gay boy i was like the one boy and i was like like the funny gay boy it made them all laugh blah blah blah. and then what what year are we talking we're talking we're talking i'm so sorry 2003 oh okay (laughs) i know i'm very young you are i'm very young um do you title the podcast no, we the will now. Okay, I was just thinking. I'm very young. Could be. That's um, great. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but so yeah, and and I I just I loved them. I worshipped them, and then suddenly they started hanging out with another gay guy. Oh, oh no! Shit. I know, and he was like in the musical with them or something. I was like, what do you mean? And like, and he 
and he was like really funny. He was like really like dirty funny. Like he was like a tiny like former gymnast. He was so short, and like you and guys, he was really like just like he would always be like he would just like whisper shit in people's ears. He would like come up behind you and be like you mother. Like he just had a really kind of sick sense of humor. You know, what? it was Ant. It was Ant, <laughs> the comedian Ant. So here. full circle. <laughs> Cue the theme music. Um, but yeah, it was Ant, and um, he. Yeah, I don't know. I, I he just was like he was very funny, and but I was like, and I think I was like so threatened that they were becoming friends with him, and I was threatened by how funny he was. So I kind of tried to take control by being like, "Look, I'll give you rides to school." Yeah, like I'm, I was like a year <laughs> older, so I was like, "I can drive." <laughs> and so I started giving him like rides to to and from school or like, you know, picking him up from like rehearsals and be like, get in. Ugh, I'm in control. <laughs> and um and uh and I and I think and also like I was like out out to like a few friends and he was not out at all. He wasn't even like in any way talking about being gay to me. Like you know, he was like conceivably straight at that point. And like and so I, I kind of like was trying to like kind of um, like let's just get out with it. Let's just. But more for my own benefit, more to feel like I had some kind of power. Like I'm the gay one, you know, <laughs> and I can kind of show you the ropes. And um, and like and so yeah, I started giving him rice to school, and then like I just was like, oh my god, like I I love Josh, you know, like I had his name was Spencer, but I was doing the clueless thing anyway. Yeah, no, um, no, but I but yeah, I had a crush on him. I just suddenly realized I had a crush on him, and like because he was the only fucking gay guy I knew in Nashville, and like and so we like. I don't know. I just like I told him, and then like he was so more, so much more gay than me. Like even though I like thought of myself as kind of the teacher, I, he was like a freak. <laughs> wow, <laughs> he was a freak. <laughs> what? what does that mean? This is why I don't do podcasts. It's because <laughs> I stumble into these conversations, and then it's like I'm like, oh god. Oh, I love that. Are you still no, he in was touch a freak. with him? Get ready. I have a crazy story. Okay, hold on. Okay, okay. I, I, I promise it won't go on too long. But, like, the point is, he was a freak. Like, he was, like, he just was so much more, like, like, he, I, like I grew up, you know, I didn't, I never was, like, a believer, but I grew up around Christianity. I grew up around, like, really, like, kind of, like, sweet, normal Protestantism, just, like, pretty liberal just mm-hmm. like meh, like boring uh-huh. and like and it did rub off on me like as much as i didn't i didn't feel like a religious person i did feel like someone who valued like hey you know like <laughs> will not make sense to the listeners <laughs> someone who valued like hey um but uh but I, I don't know but like i just like i remember like trying to make all of like our sexual interactions like like kind of like beautiful mm-hmm. <laughs> like like making a lot of eye contact like lights still on keep the lights on and like you know and be like i love you and then you know and um and he was just like what he was just like you know like he was like so much more just like i don't know he just wasn't caught up even though I was the out one, he was the one who was just like, suck my dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, I don't know, like, there was, it was a very funny, like, kind of three-month thing of just, like, me trying to remain, like, kind of the older one, like, showing him the ropes and him, like, being a fucking, like, freak, like, much more evolved than me. And, um, and then I went, and then I went to camp. Oh, shit. I went to, I went to arts camp, and then I, like, fell in love with a straight boy. God. As you do at camp, sure, and like, and then I came back and I broke up with him. 
sorry, Spencer. Oh. Because I fell in love with a straight boy. It's so sad. And like, but you know, I was two years old. And then, and then it was, and it was really sad. It was like, we, we did have like a nice little thing. Like it and was we, like. In the eyes of your mutual friends, you guys were a couple, right? We were a couple, but it was still kind of a secret to like our parents. And like, it was, it was a little um, hidden. I, I, what were the guys yeah. in Lady Bird? <laughs> yes, yeah. we were. We were. What's his name? Yeah. I don't remember. Okay. That great actor, yeah. Lucas. Lucas Hedges. Hedges. Um, anyway, but uh, but yeah. And then, okay, so then we like didn't speak for the rest of high school. And let's just say like our friends took sides. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> let's just say I lost some friends. But I did. It was very sad. And then, and then I didn't have any boyfriend for like all of the rest of high school or like pretty much all of college. And then a million years later, smash cut to right now, Silver Lake. I am walking down, maybe six months ago, I'm walking down, like the lift is on the way. Mm-hmm. And he drives by and we're like, we're just like looking at each other in shock because we could not process it. And, and I'm like, uh, what, Spencer? And he's like, hi. He's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, I live right here. He's my next door neighbor. What? Wow! And had you been in touch with him on social media or anything? Uh, like when I used to visit LA to come do like comedy stuff, I would like sometimes run into him and be totally fine and like lovely. Or we'd like even like hang out, you know, and like, and then yeah, and he's now my next door neighbor, my Holy friends. Holy cow! I know. Like in a relationship, I'm really like we live with our partners. <laughs> like I've like literally borrowed a lemon. I borrowed like cornstarch or something. Like it's like it's insane. That's insane. And is yeah. there um, a charge at all? <laughs> there's. I mean, I hope he doesn't listen to this. But <laughs> no, there's no charge. It's there's fine. no there, there's no meaning. There's no there's no weirdness. No weirdness. No weirdness. Thank Great. God. Great. Great. And he and, he was never like, hey, so that really actually hurt me back in high school. You know, didn't have to have that. We didn't have that conversation. Like I I. Which, you know, it would be f- totally fair for that to hurt him. And I think it really did. And I think it really, like, because case in point, like, our friends literally, like, there being a true schism in the friend group after that. But, like, no. Thankfully, he's given me the, um, he's, ex- you know, accepted that people change. and Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sloppy in high school, you know. Everybody's a fucking mess in high school. Oh my god, it's it's so hilarious that people date in high school. Yeah. Did you? No. Did well, you? girls. Yeah. Did you have like a girlfriend, girlfriend in high school? I did actually. You did. Yeah, I had a couple. Yeah. Um, one is now middle school. A lesbian, the best lesbian yeah. in the world. Are you? Like, are you in, are you in touch? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, my yeah. god. She's awesome, and her wife is so awesome. Uh, and then one, um, we're like friends yeah. now, but yeah, we went out for like a year. Wow. wow. And like, she didn't want, she wanted to wait for marriage. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, Great. You know, let's keep You're on like, waiting. Let's keep okay. on waiting. You met? Yeah. I had one person, I would have like, 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 um, unrequited crushes on yeah. that I sort of did just cause I think I wanted to act out the drama of that. Totally. But I had one Girl who was in our, our our friend group and that where we were briefly boyfriend and girlfriend, and we of course like she knew on a level and she broke yes. up with me eventually because she was just like God I remember her girls her like, all but saying like but you're gay it's like right. that's the only problem right you know? and 
but I just recently sort of deleted her from my life because she's a Trump supporter. Oh, wow. no. She had to go. Where'd you grow up? Ohio. And she's in Texas. Yeah. Literally. Oh, sorry, deleted. Aaron Smith. Oh. No, she's not. Uh, she's definitely not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is weird that you, like, have to do those things in high school. I know. You know, sometimes before you have a car. Yeah. Like I say, I say like this, this the, the one who's now a lesbian was my girlfriend. We like went to dances together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally, totally. Um, yeah, it's just so strange. And it's you're like, so strange. When you're acting out so much of, of the emotional part of it completely yeah. on your own. I know. It's just, the whole thing is really fucked. I know. Wait, so you said you didn't really date in college? I did no. I definitely I dated a little bit on and off with one guy, um, who was great, and uh, I went to you know NYU, and he grew up in New York, so I got to like he lived at home for like a lot of it for oh, wow. all of it, and um, and so I got to kind of live vicariously like through him on like the Upper West Side and oh, like yeah. with his like family and who had a great understanding of like cheese <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like good really good taste like just kind of my new york fantasy exactly what i wanted out of new york mm-hmm. like an old italian espresso machine yeah just like parents who were just like cursed <laughs> you know and like and like saw things at bam you know and i was like huh? i just i like we saw pina bausch at bam like it just wow. it was like very it was dreamy but it was like a very kind of stunted weird relationship like we, I think we were more friends, and we were trying to like push it into a. Like, that's not. I don't know if he listens to this. I'll literally kill myself. But um, no, I mean, I listen. I was in love with him. <laughs> okay, but, but he, but, but just it, something. Was, and he was too. But it was weird. We we just. Well, yeah, again, you were children. To, we were children. We were like yeah, like nineteen, twenty, twenty one. Like it was like yeah, it was very weird. And it, and again, there is no roadmap for you to follow. Well, yes. Doing a lot of this yes. in isolation. A, because you're kids, and B, because you're gay. Yeah. Like, yeah, just like very little uh, – and that's something I had so much resentment about for so long. Of Just like I was so envious of the people who like were straight people where it was like just normalized, like where affection was like normalized. Yeah. Just like holding hands with someone. Yeah. And like puppy love. Like – and I and I, and I, I feel like – Many gays can relate of just like – or queer people can relate or, you know, lots of different people um, or, uh, of just like the feeling of like being too – missing the chance for like dumb puppy love. Yeah. Being like the age at which you're finally comfortable enough to like engage in like affection or public affection or more importantly just private affection. Like like when you're able to like fully do that, you're like too neurotic. Mm-hmm. You like miss the chance where you're like where you're a fucking like idiot where you could be like like I I yeah I don't know I just where you're I, unself conscious yeah and you throw yourself yeah into it. like yeah. you're like Nicolas Cage and Moonstruck uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. or you do what I did throughout my twenties which is like make up for lost time and use drugs and alcohol to sort of so, yeah to out get the, to that yeah. place to mm-hmm. get to that mindset totally always turns out great yeah Absolutely. well look at you okay. now you have podcasts that's right. <laughs> I had my eye on the tiger a long time ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so are you still in touch with that guy, college guy? Totally. And still in touch. And you're okay. And it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, like, it didn't – it wasn't – I don't know. I can't speak for him. But like it, it was a long kind of drawn out thing where like the breakup wasn't like – I mean it was really sad but it wasn't like – 
it was like inevitable. Yeah. It just, it wasn't something that needed to be like, ah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I hope he's not listening, never listens to this. Um, and so then what about after college? What was dating like for you? Um, didn't really happen much. Like I, I had like one kind of like short lived, like 10 month thing with someone who, uh, was like I <laughs> um who was like it was like a beautiful like kind of first time anyone's truly like true nurture mm. you know like like first time anyone's ever like ta- really taken care of me but it like wasn't right yeah. and I like kind of privately knew that <laughs> and it was like hell because I was like I don't know. It was it was like a it was a mind blowing experience to have someone be like, you know, like, and it was again. The listeners will not know what I just did. I mind petting. petting that someone. was a petting sound. That was pretty clear. <laughs> okay, okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> um. But uh. Yeah. It, but it was like I don't know. It was it really fucked me up that experience and like and and I was like very depressed for a long time after I I got out of that relationship, um because I just yeah. It, it, was, it was a very good person, very, like, I don't know. But didn't really work, and timing was, I guess, bad. I don't know. And I, I was just mostly focused in my 20s. I was focused on, like, comedy mm-hmm. and, like, and my career. And, like, and and then as as I'm sure you under, know about, it's, like, as I was, like, getting on stage more and more and more and, like, getting more of, like, a career and, like, some footing and, like, and having more of like a public mm-hmm. persona, and I don't mean that. And like, I'm I'm not famous, nor was I then. But it's like I, but having more of like a just kind of stage persona, like funny person, you know, it became harder to date. Yeah, like it became more confusing. Be, and is that part of that because the people you dated guy would meet guys who were fans and wanted, or that they just knew who I was, and so they were coming into it with like assumptions about me, or like, or just like, kind of at an unfair advantage, where it's like to them they're just total blank slates, you know, mm-hmm. where I was like slowly getting to know them, and then to me it was like they had like well-formed ideas about me based on years of podcasts, <laughs> <laughs> um, and. Um, I found that to be really confusing. Yeah. And then also a lot of times, you know, funny is not sexy. Like, oh, oh meaning to you. other people like, like, like I'm not saying like I'm a hog, but I, but I, but like, <laughs> I think that I, you know, I, obviously I like have use humor and I'm, I do not say this in a pejorative way. This is a skill. Like I like use humor to like diffuse tension. <laughs> and it's just like, it's just is in my, it's like in my DNA. It's like, is my personality. It's just like unavoidable. And it's, but it's not like mysterious. Mm-hmm. It's like not like, it like kills all the kind of mystery maybe required for like sexual chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> so like, there's like, so I had trouble with that too, of just like the, A, just like being a funny person on dates and wanting to cut through the kind of like coyness and be like, you know, and like be goofy to just like move past that stuff. But then like realizing I like bulldozed through the kind of necessary like dance of like mystery that like. It's hard to, I mean, that dance is 
the most intoxicating thing in the world, but it is also incredibly corny. Totally. And, and like, off, and then also just like lame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's both corny and lame, if that makes any sense. But like, but like, just, I don't know. And so, how did you like cut through all of that with your boyfriend now? Uh, because he's not an idiot. Like, he's just not like a fucking, he's not someone who needs, I think, the, the, the mystery. Like, I think we were both just like, whatever. Mm-hmm. We didn't need to do, like, thank, thank God he doesn't, he likes that I'm funny and doesn't see it as like a threat or something or like, or as like a fault. Like, like I think so many people think that like funny people, and this is of course partially true, but like think that it's all like that. That's what would happen. It's like I would date people who like thought my funniness was like a wall. Right. right. And I, and like, of course there's some, like a lot of my humor is protective, but like we all need protection. You know, it's like, like, so I, I like that, that was, it took a long time to find someone who who could see that my funniness was also like how I express myself. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, and like who didn't have any hangups about like, but where when the mask comes off, like who are you? <laughs> you know, it's like I am my mask. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we are our masks. <laughs> and also, like, where's your mask? Like, yeah, can you yeah. put it on, please? Yeah. I mean, your mask is, like, so fu- – at least I fucking wear my mask proudly. Yeah. <laughs> at least I come in, like, with a full just kabuki mask. <laughs> like, a Harlequino mask. Like, your your fucking mask is in your mesh tank top. Like, <laughs> fuck you. And, by the way, I'm not I'm not anti-tank top. No. <laughs> I just I just want to be clear. I'm not anti-tank top. Will the you wear a tank top? The mesh tank top was more – no. But that's only because of my own body – um, not because of any associations I have with tank tops. I just feel exposed in a tank top. But no, but tank tops, I, I was more, to me, that was like a reference to like my 20s, a normcore Bushwick moment. Cool, like this the coolest of the cool. That was like the hell of dating in my 20s was like the explosion of normcore. <laughs> what defined that? Like like normcore, like, um, like everyone wearing like baggy Nike shirts. Uh-huh. You know, and like just like athleisure. Sure. And it's like, like dressing like Jerry Seinfeld, yes, ironically. Ex- totally. Like, yeah. And like and I was like, oh God, I'm not I'm Ant. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm Ant and my peers are doing Normcore. They're like they're like I, I and I felt so out of it. And like and I would like hang out with my like my friend Theta, who introduced us, um, who was like doing drag at the time and like I would like be with her in like Brooklyn nightlife and feel so unsexy and feeling so, like just feeling like a feeling like aunt. Yeah. Not that aunt is not sexy, but just feeling like, yeah. just like, I, I don't know that was. And that, so I, yeah, I associate that kind of like perception of me, which I'm sure was 75% projection, mm-hmm. but I associate that like kind of, um, struggle in dating with like normcore mesh tank tops anyway (laughs) (laughs) but did you ever have a uh, did you ever try dating like a fellow performer or someone who is at sort of a similar stage like sort of not that intensely but I found myself kind of like in like one or two like little flings with like like a performer or two like and it was lovely. But I think ultimately just like 
it was like no but not because of, not because of them being not because there's only room for one of us yeah, here. I've yeah. never been anti like I will not date an actor. You know, I, I, you know, it's not I I just contradict myself, but you know what I mean. I've never yeah. been I I've never been like just fundamentally opposed to like dating another performer. I actually liked it. I like dating people who like have the same community. We can talk shit and like talking shit is like the most important part of relationship. Of course. Foundation. <laughs> crucial. Yeah. Absolutely crucial. So you guys are living together. Yeah. Did he move here did, with you? This is the con- concept I did not know was part of the podcast, but it is fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, did I – wait, what? Did he move here with you? No. He was in uh, – no, I moved here alone a couple years ago because Kate and I thought we had a show, a TV show. It's not angry. And um, and then it all fell through. And then I just had an apartment out here. I mean, renting one. And, and I was just so, yeah, just like suddenly lived in L.A. And then um, and then when I went back for Search Party, second season, is when I started dating this guy. And he was in grad school at the time. And he dropped out of grad school because he hated it, not because of me. It was a bad program. And... Um, and then, like, after grad school, it was just, like, we were, like, already, like, fully doing this kind of long-distance thing. And then it was just, like, look, we could, like, do the dance and you could, like, we could, like, date. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for, like, like long distance. You could fucking, like, I, I, you know, I don't know, like, rent a room. It's, like, when you know that you, you'll just be at my place every night and I'll be at your place every night. It's, like, just move here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we were very kind of unceremonious about it, which was great, like, the move-in didn't happen in any sort of, like, I think we're ready. Like, there was literally no choice. It was, like, just your life is, like, in kind of, like, in a, in a full upheaval mode because mm-hmm. you dropped out of school. So it's, like, just come here and we'll be fine. And we've been fine. You seem great. Yeah. But I'm you fine. are gone <laughs> a lot. Right? But I'm gone. Like, I'm in New York a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm in New York a lot. And a lot of times he'll come with me because he's he's been in New York for so long too. So it's like he has jobs there and he has like people there and, you know, so he comes with me. Mm-hmm. Perfect situation. And it I go with is. him to New York, you know. Mm-hmm. And are you tight with each other's families? I just met the family. How'd it go? Good. I, they, they came – like I, I met them in New York. He met my parents in New York too this summer. Um, it all went very well. That was another thing where I was like, I love my mask. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was like, I feel so lucky that I have the skill of like humor right now Mm -hmm. because I was literally like, it was, I was like, oh, I'm meeting his parents. This is absolutely too much to process. And then like, I was like, and like making them laugh so hard. And then it was like over. Oh God. (laughs) And then I was like, it didn't cost me anything. Like, I'm like, fine. (laughs) But yeah, it was fine. They're great. And um, has he met yours? Yes. And also it went beautifully. Awesome. The, yeah. They loved him. Yeah. Do you just uh, as a concept want to be married? I don't think so. It's just not for you. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, I'm, I feel like I have no idea, but like the wedding, like the actual wedding thing, I'm like, I've been to beautiful weddings. I've sobbed at weddings. I've like gotten so drunk and danced into the night at weddings, you know, for people I truly love and I would, I would never take it back or, you know, but I do find the ritual of a wedding to be like kind of insane. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
<laughs> wouldn't you like, go nuts on the day? I don't know how just, people get it through it. Be, to me, that's not worth it. Right. Like I've hosted so many dinner parties that have gone poorly uh-huh. in my life <laughs> yeah. that were not worth it. Like yeah. a wedding's going to be better. It's going to be 10 times worse. You're right. dealing with like two families. You're dealing with like lots of people you felt guilty about not inviting. And so you invited them. And it's like I have – I if I have like two friends from like slightly different social circles and we see a movie together, I will have like a – meltdown <laughs> at during the movie I won't listen to anything and I'm like it's not working and like <laughs> I just can't like that paralyzes me enough like I I would never loosen up at a wedding no uh-uh. it's just it's just a bad idea and then also just like when the amount of money you pay to go to someone else's wedding is so crazy to me mm-hmm. it's crazy <laughs> and I just feel I, I just can't imagine and yet, I've paid money and been happy to spend money on yeah, like, yeah. my friends' weddings, and like, and again, sobbed. It's been fine. So it's like it all just depends on who the people are, or whatever. But I just also think I would not be able to live with the guilt of being like, please spend four hundred to fly here and to put yourself up, and yeah. you know, whatever. So yeah, there's that element of it, and then also just like as I'm sure y'all can relate. Um, probably more than me, which is like just the years of being like, well, I'm not allowed. So I fundamentally feel like a kind of suspicion and like disdain for this ritual. Yeah. Like the weirdness of like growing up in when like gay marriage wasn't legal and like you're, you were like involved in weddings. Like I always, I, like I was like, you know, I was my sister's like bride's matron of honor or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck. And like, I it was complicated for me because I was like this is weird. Like I want to be like like this is like I'm so happy about this marriage, thrilled for her. It was very weird to per, like participate so visibly in a ritual that I was legally not allowed to participate. I was mm-hmm. like this is bizarre. This is like this is it's not like this actually at all, but like it's there's some overlap with like it's like Obama showing up to Trump's inauguration. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. It's like, why are you there? Yeah. You did not need to go. Like we did not need you there. Like you could have you could you you know Nobody would have blamed you for staying. No exactly. Like that and Hillary going too. It's like it was it was so sad to see them there. And I was like, that's kind of how I felt. So your wedding would feel would be the equivalent of them showing up at the Trump inauguration. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's a sad picture. But, but yeah. in that case, yeah, I, I wouldn't want you to get married either. Thank you. But yeah, so I still have some leftover kind of feelings of like, Ugh, yeah, about that. Like we all do. Yeah, that it's complicated. And then, but then on top of that, it's just like, I don't, you know, I I've like spent all summer working, like helping my friends do this Wallace Shawn play, and so I became just like through them like became kind of obsessed with Wallace Shawn like mm-hmm. I didn't know much about him or his plays or anything but like he's been with his like partner Deborah Eisenberg for like 50 years they've never been married they didn't have kids they're like madly in love they came to see the show like I don't know I like they like work like she acts in his plays like work on stuff together like I just was like that's cool yeah, yeah. I don't know and I and it's I just yeah I don't I don't what's the, I don't know just seems cool but maybe in 10 years I'll be like sobbing at the altar in tears of joy. Yeah. Who knows? Or it could be tears of anguish. We don't <laughs> exactly, know. Because he didn't show up. Yeah. Or she we didn't show up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't know. You and really don't happen. know. We're keeping it all open. Are y'all married? No. <laughs> Not with each other, but are no. you – Do are you, do Both you, in long-term relationships. Neither one of us are married. Do you envision yourself getting married? I really don't. Yeah. I, I really don't. don't. I We're know. together 13 years. <gasps> oh, my God. 
I think. Congratulations. 12, 13. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and, and it's great. And we live together, obviously. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and it's just kind of not a – it's not a thing I grew up expecting. Yeah. So totally. I kind of don't care. Yeah. Like, no, the yeah. desire is so – is implanted so deeply in mm-hmm. straight people yeah. that I think – it, it makes total sense that yeah. the need to get married. But, yeah, it's not. Yeah, I didn't get it. Yeah. I didn't get it. I, I, I got it a little bit. Yeah, I, got, yeah. I also have been in just, like, leaving a stage of life where I was very involved in several straight female friends' weddings. Yes. And they were some of the best times of my life. Yeah. And so it is kind of and, – and, like, we've been together for five years now, and it is just a natural, like, st- not – not us, literally. Okay, I literally was you like, thought, here, here I go. You thought that the engineer <laughs> was yeah. your boyfriend? Because I pointed Literally because you pointed, and I was like, great. No. <laughs> Devin and I just met today. Oh, my God. Hi, Devin. But I do feel I mean, It's going great yeah. so far, yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, no, it's electric. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, and yeah, that, that, it, five years is around the time where everyone is kind of like, so... Uh, yeah. You're next. So I, you you've been with someone four or five years. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I've never gotten that. I've never gotten that thing from nope. anybody. Yeah. Like, when are you two? I just like not a single friend or relative. Wow. Has ever said. Where'd you grow up? St. Louis. Oh. Uh-huh. Suburban St. Louis. Yeah. But by 13 years, it's like I don't have to prove a goddamn thing. No, that's exactly no. right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's I. No, I've had. Be- I've been a part of weddings that have made me be like, oh, I totally get it. I've been a part of gay weddings that have been like, this is fucking gorgeous mm-hmm. and like there is something very beautiful about like making it public but it's also like I just know myself I'm not I'd be so caught up in like is this real like like is what I'm saying is it authentic right, right like right. I'd be like in such a prison of am my I performing own, like, this yeah, ritual or like, am I I love it? you like am I push? am I pushing the tears <laughs> John are you pushing the tear yeah like it's actually falling, it's cresting it's falling it was fake <laughs> you know like I like I would be uh-huh. in such a like I'd be evaluating my own kind of like authenticity yeah. <laughs> the whole time in a way that is just like not interesting to me. <laughs> don't do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah don't yeah, do it. Yeah. yeah. Don't do it. It's not for you. The idea of a first dance where people are just sitting and I watching can't. you dance. No. Well, the, here's what I'm obsessed with. And I'm like, I'm literally, if I run for president, it will be on this platform alone. Father, daughter dances at weddings. Oh yeah. Gotta Ban go. them. Gotta go. Gotta go. Gotta go. I'm sorry for yelling, Devin, into the <laughs> microphone, but I am like, I am like, that is one of the most insane things. First of all, on so many levels, it's so rude to the mom. Yeah. Like on, and on many levels there too, but it's like, it's just like, why are you, I, it, I just find it so weird the way the mother for just purely for the sake of tradition, the mother who is often just typically the one that is like 18,000 times more responsible for like the emotional like life of the child <laughs> you know who's like done th- so much more work is just like fully excluded from the the ritual of the wedding right. like and it's like this sacred relationship this was her first the first man in her life yes yes and and then it's also just like entirely highlights the sexual potential between a daughter and a father <laughs> i mean i'm sorry yeah. because and like cuz imagine if a straight male danced with his father at a wedding <laughs> everyone would go pedophile literally everyone like get your hands off that boy yeah. like why so it just like if you imagine that happening then 
it just completely, I feel like, sheds light on the, the inherently sexual nature of a daughter and a father dancing together. I'm so sorry to do that. No. But I, on the flip side, I mean, I, my this is my own bias, but I, I don't feel that way about a mother-son. I mean, partly because I'm like – I think about my own mother son dance yes and, yes you know. well meaning but meaning you wouldn't want to you don't well, feel I, no need to dance with your mother well no i mean the whole the idea of doing it and people watching and us try that does that chill me to the bone yes, yes but i i think that there's a there's a sweetness to that relationship across the board even for straight it just doesn't creep me out the same way well, now wait what like with your father I definitely won't be dancing with my father. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any, any, uh, any, any sort no, of no. I think it's sweet either. too. Like I just DJ'd my friend's wedding. Oh, wow. DJ'd it, and nice. um, I was asked, and I did it. And um, let's just say people danced till one a.m. But uh, but and 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 he asked me to put Carol King, Child of Mine. Uh, I think it's, that's what the song's yeah, called. Yeah. And like for because his mom wanted to dance with him on that, and I was like in tears. It was. Absolutely gorgeous. I'm not, that I didn't see as sexual or weird. Right. I'm just saying, like the the father daughter one is so like I just hate that thing of like fathers who are like. I mean, obviously it's so this is well tread, but like you know the, your daughter being property, giving up your daughter to, right. to a man is so disgusting. But also just like the kind of like the thing of like straight men being like, I don't want to see my daughter's date. <laughs> Like uh-huh. no, uh-huh. I don't like you can do it, but not in front of me. It's like, it's like why does that why, creep you? Why out does so it creep you out? Or all, like the prom pictures where the dad's got a gun. <laughs> you seen that? That was like a little trendlet this yeah, year. Now, that yeah. I think is sweet. No, that, <laughs> that no, is, I yeah. do love that because it's protected. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, John Early. John, we've talked so much, and we could. I could talk for another hour easily. No. Well, you have to come back. But legally, I can't. <laughs> um, yes, I do. I would love to come back to a part two. Dear, thank you so much for doing In this. In a year. It's an open door. <laughs> thank you for having me. Of course. Um, people, everybody who's listening to this already knows where yeah. to find you. I hope so. Um, very we'll excited for uh, Search Party Season 3. Do we me know when too. that will be? Too soon to say. <sighs> well, they it got so delayed by like some fucking like Turner... AT&T like merger it's mm-hmm. so weird when you like you that's suddenly a part of your life in some way mm-hmm. I was like hearing about AT&T like beyond my phone bill I was like what yeah. but like yeah but there was some merger and now we're shooting it so much later than normal so it's gonna take so much longer to come out I'm so oh sorry oh god I need it I don't know what to say January maybe worth the wait yeah, yeah. I agree thank you John thank you guys so much Oh, my goodness. I can't wait to have that guy back. John Early. Not early enough. That's what I say. That's exactly right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not early enough to have him back. It's never show. too early. No. If he were to walk in this door right now, we'd take him. What a delight. Fantastic. Um, and what a great show. Thank you, John. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you to his boyfriend, Gordon, for nicely sitting out on the couch while I'm waiting. While <laughs> sitting we patiently. On his laptop and matching Birkenstock samples. Do not forget that. I won't. I, won't. I can't. Uh, thank you also to Dana. Hi, Dana. On there on the ones and the twos. Thanks to everyone at Earwolf. Uh, thank you, Ben Wise, for the music. Uh-huh. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, listener. Bye.
Well, this episode is brought to you by the new season of Shameless premiering only on Showtime. Those Gallaghers. You know what? They have really changed their ways. They've cleaned up their acts. Uh-huh. They've really classed it up, and they've started to to move up in the world and face challenges with, you know, reason yeah. and maturity. Just That's right. kidding. Oh, you had me reeled in for a second there. No, they are back in over their heads, as is their custom, and that is why we love them. Guys, the Emmy-nominated William H. Macy and Emmy Rossum star in Shameless, airing Sunday at 9 p.m. You can stream it. You can watch it on demand. You can watch it live. But you can only do any of those things on Showtime. Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, Yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. (laughs) Jesus. I mean, Jazos. (laughs) Ruler of the Eighth Circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.